Don't mind us just adjusting the camera. Because I'm short. <laughs> Woo! Well, welcome back. Yeah, welcome back. I'm talking to you. Oh, me? Why? <laughs> I don't know. Why? What am I welcoming back to? I was going to allude to another fight, and then I was like, oh. well, we probably exhausted that joke. Also, is the mic on the right setting? Because I definitely did not check. It's on the circle. Okay. We'll go with it. Not the butt. That's fine. Is that right? That's what I think is okay. right, but we fought <laughs> about this last time. Yeah, we did fight. We last fought. Time. So, news, updates? Um. Okay, so had something crazy happen to me today. Okay. So, well, not really to me, but I experienced it. So, I went to the gym, um, like, during my lunch, just for a quick, like, 30-minute workout. And I'm over there, like, lifting some weights. And next thing I know, I look outside the windows, and this guy goes up to this bike, this red motorcycle. Mm -hmm. And the red motorcycle is one of the gym's employees' bike. And okay. I'm like, okay, that's not him. Like, what in the world? So he goes up to the bike, and he has this yellow, like, Springfield striping and ceiling shirt, like a company here yeah. in town that does, like, the pavement and stuff. So I'm like, oh, well, maybe he's just, like, moving the bike, you know, because maybe they're going to work. Okay. Nope. He tries to get on the bike and steal the bike. Yeah. But he's hammered drunk <gasps> and falls, and the bike falls into, like, the window Thankfully, oh. it didn't shatter the glass, but I instantly, like, dropped my weights and ran to the front desk, and I'm like, hey, some dude's trying to steal your bike. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. So, did, like, police show up and all that? No. So, they called the police, and because it's a non-emergency, the police did not show. So, he just had to file a police report over the phone. I think someone trying to steal my bike is an emergency. Right. Yeah, and so apparently he, like, tries to steal that bike, doesn't succeed, obviously, because it fell over, and he ran to the side of the building and tried to steal another motorcycle, but people, like, what? people working out ran outside of the gym to, like, go and try to catch this guy, and they didn't find where he went. Like, he, like, disappeared, and so whenever I left the gym... Obviously, everyone was outside. I'm like, well, right behind the building is, like, a fence. He probably hopped the fence into that neighborhood. What the heck? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yes. I'm just kind of shocked that the police were like, eh. Yeah, just it's call an us later. Make a police report. It's like, yeah, but we phone. can't stop him from trying to steal shit. Yeah, I know. Isn't that crazy? But wow. unfortunately, like, crime rate is just up. You know, it's so bad, and they, they're they just busier with other shit, I guess. I don't know. Interesting. I wow, know. that's uh, crazy. And just to be, like, at the gym, like, do-do-do-do-do. Yeah, just working then... out, and I'm like, what in the world? He's trying to steal his motorcycle. Yeah, and good thing you knew that. Otherwise, yeah. you would have just thought, oh, this guy's drunk trying to get on his own motorcycle. Right. Hmm. Yeah, I know. Wow. Wow, that's crazy. exciting. My day wasn't nearly as exciting as that. <laughs> As your five minutes. My five minutes. My whole day doesn't even compare to your five minutes. Yeah, so. right? And it wasn't even like five minutes, which is crazy. But yeah, so that's that's all I have. Okay, well, uh, let's just get into it. Okay. God, so, I have nothing to follow up with. So our Something Spiked is from Scout and Cellar Oso Pardo. It's a Spanish white wine. What does that mean? I have no idea, um, but I can read to you what it says. Okay. Um, it says, deep within the Catabrian Mountains dwell Los Osos Pardos, uh, the brown bears of the northern Spain. For centuries, these majestic bears have been a symbol of pride, hard work, and natural splendor. The same ingredients that make this wine so delicious. Bienvenido a Oso Pardo. Wow. Time that to, was beautiful. Time to drink. Thanks. <laughs> I tried. All right. Well, I'm excited to try it. Yeah, I am too. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. Don't you dare sip that. Mm. It's pretty good. It's a little crisp. Very refreshing. Yeah. Very light. So, I know we've talked about this brand before, but we do really like them. Like, they don't have a bunch of additives or a bunch of sugar or anything like that. So, Scout and Cellar, if you're listening, sponsor us because we yes. talk about you in our episodes. Yeah. For free. For free. All right. Okay. So, um, drinking word before we get into this. God. 
Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Okay. All right. Guys, I'm going to read you our disclaimer, and then we're going to get into this. So, here we go. Drinking word is God. Not to be confused with Kanye. I was trying to think of a joke there, and then it just didn't work. So, just erase that. Okay. Yeah, she she definitely did not nail that one. <sighs> our videos and podcasts are for entertainment purposes. All information discussed was found on the internet. Keep in mind, we will talk all things sinister that may not be suitable for all audiences. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. Okay, so today we are talking about... God! <laughs> Today we are talking about David Koresh, Ooh. American cult leader of the Branch Davidians, claiming to be the final prophet or messiah, leading to the FBI's wake-go siege that killed 76 people. Okay, and Boom. that's a wrap. Um, it's been a while since we've done culty stuff, and sure. this is one of my favorite stories, oh. if not my favorite. I mean, for sure. It's we've covered some pretty good ones, though, like Children of God, FLDS. Yeah, I feel like this one's like an OG classic, like cult story. Mm -hmm. Same with like Jim Jones. And we haven't covered Jim Jones yet, yeah. which is going to be like awesome to mm. cover because it's just, it's crazy. Yeah. People are just fucking crazy. Dude, the cult mindset just blows my mind. But this one right? is incredibly sad, guys. There are kids involved, so trigger with kids and yeah, stuff. Yeah, trigger so. with kids. Because, uh, because, oh, are we getting into it right now? Just a little bit. Okay, we're just going to touch High on level, something. High level, like so, 10 seconds. Yeah, 10 seconds. Okay, guys, so to be clear, we give our disclaimer at the beginning of our videos for a reason. True crime podcasts, but specifically ones that incorporate humor or comedy or dark humor or whatever you want to call what we do, are not for everyone, and we totally understand that. Yep. Uh, we recently got some feedback that was negative, and while we, we always appreciate feedback, sometimes this just isn't for you. Yep. And obviously, if you are a survivor or um, you have family or friends that have been a gone victim through of some sort. I would never suggest you listen to really any kind of true crime, but especially one we try to make it very clear that we have humor involved in our podcast. Yep. That being said, we do not in any way want to come off as making fun of victims, making uh like making like these horrible situations yeah. it bad. But there are people who do cope with humor. There are people like, I apologize all the time for nervous laughter. So just, we appreciate the feedback, but at the same time, um, what are you doing? Oh, keeping it so it doesn't go off. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Alexa's editing and funny. <laughs> um, but keep in mind, this just probably isn't your podcast and we don't do things intentionally maliciously. Yeah, and at the end of the day, we are a true crime comedy podcast, and that's it. And we yeah. don't think, you know, all this stuff is funny, but we like to make... Make it lighthearted. Make it lighthearted yeah. and make it funny. It's, so, if this isn't for you, then yeah. it's not for you. And we uh, we do apologize if we have ever, um, unfortunately, you know, made you feel any type of way. But again, we give the disclaimer at the beginning of the episode. Yes. So, David Koresh. Today we are talking about David Koresh and it's Leo season. I've been excited to talk about Leos. I don't know why. I think it's because I just like lions. So Yeah, I like lions too. My husband's a Leo, so I'm excited to learn a little more about his uh, craziness. Okay, well, <laughs> get ready. So, uh, there was a source specifically for this Leo as cult members or cult leaders. The source is called Your Tango. Mm. Leos are confident and proud, theatrical and creative. Leos have everything needed to be cult leaders. That was their quote. They are dangerously convincing while keeping things fun and upbeat. They lack sensitivity. They don't like to claim the blame. And they cover up their insecurities. Oh. And as we talk about David Koresh, he is all of these things. He is creative. He is outgoing. Um, he, he was everything... Like they said, to be a cult leader. So lack sensitivity, that's for damn sure. Wow. Oh, show. And fun right. and upbeat. Like he's got we'll, yeah. we'll go Initially, through all that. Yeah. yeah, for sure. 
Okay. So, born August 17th, 1959, under the name Vernon Wayne Howell in Houston, Texas. Uh, his mom was 14 years old when she had him, and before David was even born, his father, uh, who was about five years older than mom, so we are kind of still talking about kids, it's kind of like, ooh, that weird yeah. teen into adult relationship, ooh. but... Yeah. Um, his father did meet another teenage girl and so abandoned David and his mom. Oh, that's sad. Yes. Um, his mom, her name is Bonnie, then starts dating and living with a violent alcoholic. Oh. Yeah. So right off the bat, not good. Red flag. Yep. And when David was four, his mother left with a boyfriend. I think it was the violent alcoholic. And he was sent to live with his maternal grandma. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't hear anything about grandpa. So I'm guessing at this stage in life, there's no father figures. Right. Right. So, or if they are, it's a bad situation. Exactly. at a young age. Okay. Yep. So he is with grandma for about three-ish years. So at the age of seven, his mom does return. She is married to a carpenter. And they have a son, um, again, 1966-ish. Uh, da David later describes his childhood as very lonely. Um, mm -hmm. he didn't do well in school. This was partially or allegedly due to his dyslexia. Uh, he was placed in the special education program. He oh. was bullied and given so. nicknames like Mr. R word. So oh. really bad stuff. And it's actually said later that David was actually really intelligent wow. um the dyslexia caused a lot of issues with him it wasn't i guess recognized and he actually did well in school and we'll fight figure that out later like he's a musician blah, yeah blah. but he drops out his junior year of high school um it was about this time too that david actually did meet his biological father wow not sure what happened there but hmm. i have a feeling it didn't go well so um at some point in his life he moves to california in hopes of becoming a rock star he was music obsessed he is self-taught and i guess was really talented so um he became obsessed with God, Christianity, constantly reading or watching anything he could on Christianity, playing in Christian bands. And I believe that's how he was found or like discovered by the group wow. was like playing and they were like hanging out and like, hey man, what about uh, the Davidians? So, yeah, right. Getting involved in Christian bands, blah, 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 blah. So at 19, there was something about having an illegal sexual relationship with a 15 year old who gets pregnant. Following in his dad's footsteps. Right, but not really sure um, exactly where that led, but it doesn't matter because David becomes a born-again Christian in a Southern Baptist church. Uh, he joins his mom, so that's, I think, where he's, like, really getting heavily involved in Christianity, but then he joins his mom in the Seventh-day Adventist church, mm -hmm. uh, where he becomes infatuated with the pastor's daughter. Oh. Um, apparently, while praying... For guidance, uh, eyes closed, he opens them immediately and sees the Bible open to Isaiah 34, 16, which says, Seek ye out of the book of the Lord and read, No one of these shall fail, none shall want her mate, for my mouth it hath commanded, and his spirit it hath gathered them. So how would you interpret that? <laughs> well, first of all, I need like today's English. <laughs> right. Um, well, I'll give you what how David interpreted. Okay. He went to the pastor and said, God told me that she is mine. Well, and that's kind of where I was going to go yeah. with it was he like he's clearly infatuated with her. Right. And he opens the Bible or the Bible miraculously opens and it's talking about a woman and, you know, love and all that stuff. And so, yeah. Yeah, well, the pastor said hell no and threw him out of the church. <laughs> Did he really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. He said absolutely not. So, <laughs> 1983, he is around the age 24. David moves to Waco, Texas mm. and joins the Branch Davidians. Um, it's not to be confused. We're going to get into this whole name thing because I, like, I was like so confused by all these branches of the church. But this yeah. is not to be confused with the Davidian Seventh-day Adventist church okay um he sang he played guitar 
Same year, David claims to be a prophet receiving messages. It's speculated he was in a sexual relationship with Lois Roden, whose husband, or she's the widow of the founder of the Davidian Seventh-day Adventist oh, Church. okay. So the previous branch of what yeah, it is now. right. She was in her 60s, and... She's like 20 years old. Yep. Oh, yep. my God. Or so, I, a little older than 20, but still. Still, um, it's a little strange. Yeah, yeah But she weird. kind of is, like, counseling him. She likes his message, blah, 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 blah. Okay. So, um, he said God chose him to be the father of her child. Which I'm like, good luck. Um... And said that that the child that they had would be the chosen one. So we're kind of starting to see like some like radicalness coming out right. of him. Take oh. your drink. Sorry. <laughs> so this same year, Lois does allow David to start teaching his own message called the Serpent's Root. This caused so much controversy in the church. One, it was a little bit more extreme than what they're used to. Right. But Lois had a son who intended on being the next leader of the church. And Lois is like, "Mm, but what about my baby? What about my little baby? What about my little baby poopy poopy? Okay, so... (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm great at pet names. If you guys ever need a pet name for your partner... Hit me up. So. Poopy, poopy. Poopy, poopy. Um, David then, oh my God, I hate technology. <laughs> David then says that God has instructed him to marry this woman in the church, Rachel Jones, mm. who did later add a brush to her name, um, but we're going to call her Rachel. Okay. And they are all at this. So, at this point, they are all at what is called Mount Carmel Center in Waco, Texas, the compound. So, he basically told Lois to kick rocks, and now he's interested in this other girl. Yeah. So, I think he saw, like, younger girl, and was like, "Mm, yeah. Well, and Lois can't carry his child because she's in her 60s. Exactly. Um, So... And also, by him kind of now claiming Rachel, it kind of made everyone else, like, chill out. Oh, that's good. So, I think there was, like, some political planning behind that. Probably. Um, So, they only temporarily simmer down. Okay. A fire causing $500,000 in damages breaks out at this Mm. compound, or at the center, as they called it at the time. Compound. Right. At the uh, prison. <laughs> well, that's basically what it becomes. So Lois's son, uh, we're just going to call him Rodin by the last name, uh, accuses David, who said that, quote, no man set that fire. So he's alluding that God had the fire set, is what he's doing. Oh, gosh. Um, the rest of the group took Rodin's side... And they kind of forced David out. Um, David did have a few followers at this point, like around 25 people. Mm-hmm. Um, but they forced him to leave at gunpoint. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, it, just do it right the first time. Yeah. Get the fuck out. Yeah, okay, get so. the fuck out. Yes. And this is now church number two that he's about to be kicked out of. Correct. Correct Amundo. So life after leaving Mount Carmel was not easy. The group was basically living in camps for the next two years. Two years. Do we know how big this group was? About 25 people. So he had 25 people following mm-hmm. him. But they're like time. the hippie, but like right. this is like really where like the cult forms, forms. is right, right here. Okay. So he starts gathering followers out of California, the UK, Israel, Australia. He's doing a lot of this with music. Again, he is like really musically talented, very mm-hmm. entertaining. Um, it was while in Israel that David claimed to have a vision saying that he was the modern day Cyrus. So Cyrus is the Persian emperor uh, who expanded lots of territories and freed the Jews from Babylonian captivity. So keep in mind, his name is not David Kresh at this point. No. It's Vernon Powell or whatever. Right, right. Uh, I'm pr- pretty sure it's Kresh that translates into Cyrus somehow through Hebrew language. Wow. So that's where we'll get into it. So there was a period where David wanted to set up this Davidic kingdom 
all across the, the world, but ultimately God told him that the U.S. was the place to be. So, okay. mm -hmm. convenient for him. He and probably knew that uh, he would get more of a following. Exactly. Yes, so. exactly. So, um, also more money. That's well, kind of where I was yeah. feeling. You know, yeah. money, lots, yeah. So, many of the followers, including David, really wanted to go back to Mount Carmel, but obviously they were, like, excommunicated, so that kind of put a little bent in the plan. And that didn't um, But David did claim to receive another message saying uh, the prophecy would be fulfilled in Waco out at Mount Carmel. And what we mean by prophecy is, like, the coming of Jesus or the next coming. Yeah. I guess he's considering himself Jesus, so it's like... Nothing good is going to happen unless I am at Mount Carmel in Waco. In Waco, Texas. Yes. That is it. That is what God told him. So, huge turning point here. Mm. Mm. Lois dies in 1986. Oh. David is actually really enjoying the following that he's built up. He has realized that these people will live in literal poverty for him. Right. So, he is basking up in all of that. But... He finds an opportunity to take over um, Rodan, Lois's son, rightful leader of the kingdom. Um, <laughs> kingdom. <laughs> Rodan's son is found exhuming a body from the community cemetery. So let <gasps> me just read through this and then we'll go back oh and God. I'll okay. explain why this was happening. But Rodan claims he was just moving the cemetery. So when you move the cemetery, you obviously have to move the bodies. Like, okay. Um, but David argues that it was a resurrection fail to prove that he was the new leader. Oh my gosh. He, um, David is, goes to the police and he's like, eh, I found illegal activity, arrest this man, I'm going to take over Mount Carmel. And the police were like, listen, you have to have physical evidence, this is a huge accusation, but if you can get like a photo of the exhumed body, um... Go for it. So what does David do? Oh, my God. He and seven of his followers show yep. up at Mount Carmel, all armed, ready to get their photo. A gunfight breaks out, and David and his followers are charged with attempted murder, but they were acquitted after a mistrial. So I have heard, basically, oh my God. that... It was between Rodin and some other guy. Maybe it was David, but they were like, okay, the new leader of the church is going to be the person who can resurrect. Like, if you're the Messiah, you can resurrect somebody. So Rodin seriously thought he was going to resurrect a body, and so he went and dug one up. But um, no body was found. Blah, 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 blah. But David, oh anyway, so. So it was like a bigger dick contest to see. And yeah. these people following them are fucking stupid. I'll be honest. Stupid. If someone said, hey, Joe Schmo down the street is about to attempt to resurrect a body, you better fucking believe I'm front row and center with popcorn. Just yes. to see I mean, happen. Well, of course. But then you see him digging up a fucking body out of the ground. Yeah. Like, I'd be that, out my no. phone. Like, like but come mm. on, that's not, like, legit. Like, no. he's just digging up a body. He's not resurrecting somebody. Can you imagine? Yeah, and these people are just watching it. Like, yeah. oh, ooh. They're like, uh. oh, we are about to see so-and-so come back to life after he's probably fucking all disgusted and zombified like, in a, the ground. Yeah, just a fucking skeleton. Oh. Okay. So, but Rodin doesn't help himself. So three years later, we're in 1989, Rodin murders a man named Wayne Adair with an axe after Wayne states that he's actually the Messiah. Shut up! Another dick contest. But what's so funny to me is Rodin was so sure that he was the Messiah, but then he brutally murders someone. I'm like, I'm pretty right. sure the Messiah doesn't, like, axe murder people. No, and I'm pretty sure the Messiah wouldn't murder anybody in general. Like, that goes against the yeah. Ten Commandments, and if you truly are the Messiah, you would never murder or inflict harm. Oh, my God. So, here we are. Um, but what Rodin claims is that this man, it was in self-defense. Oh, with an because axe. This, yeah, right. <laughs> All I had with me was this massive axe. That's the only thing that could protect me. Oh, my God. It was killed or be killed. So, I killed had an axe. or be killed. <laughs> um, but he said it was an act in self-defense. This man was sent to actually kill him by David. Uh, but the court said 
Too bad, so sad. He was deemed insane and sent to a psychiatric hospital. Insane. Yeah. Like, he's, they're like, whoa, you're crazy. So, and it is said that, like, during all of this, like, this, this rodent guy is also going off the deep end. Like, probably. With the pressures of the church, the pressures of proving he's the Messiah, like, he's kind of off his rocker, too. And, Hmm. um, David and his followers do raise enough money to reclaim the property even in prison, though, Rodin was, like, filing legal papers against them. All of that was denied. Wow. Um, Rodin happened to be thousands of dollars in debt, to no surprise, from unpaid right. taxes. And a meth lab was actually also <gasps> discovered in the facility. Shut up! So, so they were doing meth in the fucking church. <laughs> I'm sure Jesus told him to do that, too. Yeah. Jesus was like, if you're the real Messiah, you'll hit this real quick. Yeah, so make some math and make some money. You know what? It couldn't have been, like, something, like, that was grown from this earth, like, weed or fucking cocaine or, yeah, like, shrooms or (laughs) the poppy plant or the opium plant, the poppy. Like, it couldn't have been anything like that. It's the nastiest fucking drug full of chemicals. Math. Math. (laughs) So... David, though, properly did, and he wanted to do this the clean way. He had police remove the meth lab. I will say this. David has had, like, up until now, there's no alcohol. There's no drugs. Right. Like, just... He he just... It's all self-grown insanity, so... Right. Um, 1990, this is when David officially has his name changed, quote, for publicity and business purposes. And we're going to talk about name changes in a minute and what that, like actually means but Koresh is the biblical name of Cyrus the Great David was in reference to King David with the name change he was quote professing himself to be the spiritual descendant of King David um, like a messiah type figure carrying out a divinely commissioned Aaron puke okay so gross so follow follow me on this um this is how the branch davidians came to be and what a lot of cults slash religions do when they run into trouble or radicals so overall the branch davidians believe in the right they believe in the imminent return of jesus but like apocalyptic style and This is the important thing. They believe that living prophets can interpret God's word in the Bible. So that's why they put so much. I was like, why are they putting all these faith in people just walking around on meth? Like, oh, well, God told me to, like, why? But that's why. Like, that is actually part of their religion. part of their belief Mm -hmm. system. Yeah. So this started, obviously, we have, like, the Seventh-day Adventists, but these names, guys. The General Association of Davidian Seventh-day Adventists. Like, can you imagine? They're like, That's we're going to need a bigger billboard. Like, yeah. We're going to need a bigger sign out front, guys. Yeah, like, why couldn't it just be called The Church? Right. Well, this was founded in 1935 when apparently plywood was abundant, so they could make as big of a sign as they needed to by yeah. uh, Victor Hotef who supposedly had special insight specifically to the book of Revelation, so hence all the hellfire and damnation. Yeah, right. Um, Then the General Association of the Branch Davidian Seventh-day Adventists claimed to be a continuation, um, or sorry, there was a new continuation after this Hotef guy died, Founded in 1955 by the Rodens. So, again, Lois and her husband and son, like, they kind of took over the new branch. Got it. Because he didn't, like, they were like, oh, we like most of his teachings, but we're going to slightly change it to fit our narrative. So then they changed the name. Then, um, let's see, the idea of Hotef, who was the OG, was for a, oh, so Hotef, original guy. Like I said, he was for the reform of the Seventh-day Adventists. That was rejected by the Adventists, clearly. They're like, no, you can't change religion. Yeah, you can't change the And so he's the one who started the Davidians. Um, okay. He's the one that settled them in Waco. And Rodin basically did the same thing after his death. He was like, right. well, no, we're going to change this. Those people said no, or right. the leaders of the church said no. So he's like, okay, fine, we'll create our new... Whatever. So where the branch comes in is there's a new message from God. And he wrote a whole series of letters that he called the branch. 
get it like a, an extension, a branch. <laughs> so cute. And boom, <laughs> new religion. Right. So, All of a sudden. Yep. So after Roden Sr. dies, Lois takes over, teaches David, who separates with his followers to start the Davidian Branch Davidian Seventh Day Adventist Association. So oh basically, what we're God. doing is we're taking this word, yeah, and words. we're just like swapping kind of it around. It. It's like when you're trying to put together like a Scrabble word, and yeah. you're like moving all the pieces, yeah. and then you're like, perfect. Uh, can we throw in an extra David? Yeah, I think that right? people will understand can we better. Put, like the A at the end. Yes. <laughs> So it's basically the same thing. I mean, um, unbelievable. Again, just like a, another bigger dick contest. Yeah, like one what in the world. Guys, like these name changes. The same reason that David changed his name. Like it can lead to cover ups. It's yeah. a lot. Like, can you imagine trying to trace this back? Like no, that's so confusing. That one single paragraph right there is in the simplest form you could make it. And it's all within what you started in the 30s mm -hmm. to the 80s, like yeah. 50 years. That is not a long time for yeah. all of those changes to occur. Right. So wow. beware of, of groups that change names and people who change names. Yeah, it's also that they don't have to pay taxes and uh, clearly which we found out happened. Contest. Yes. Okay. So here are the happenings. We're at the point where David has taken over yeah. uh, the Branch Davidian. So he was under fire. Like, this, obviously, like, there's years go by, blah, 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 blah. People right. talk. These people are completely excluded from the secular right. world. So yeah. David all of a sudden becomes under fire for allegations of sexual and physical abuse, including, quote, unquote, marriages to already married and single women. So people are like, yeah. what the fuck? Right. Um, and that's illegal at that time. Yes. I mean, it clearly still is, but yeah. And David alone had 24 kids. Wow. Yeah. 24. Gross. Okay. Damn. So these children were meant to be the elders of the future church after the return of Christ. So he's like, pump them out, pump them out, pump them out. Um, yeah. After a six-month investigation concerning the sexual abuse, mm -hmm. the Texas Child Protection Services found no evidence. So, well, because everyone's fucking brainwashed, and they're like, "No, nothing happened during interviews." He loves us, like, he's oh, it's our, he's... it's even deeper. Oh. So, the physical abuse side of things did raise some questions. It wasn't so clear cut, but as far as the sexual abuse, they were like, we have nothing. Right. Physical abuse are like, eh, we'll just keep an eye on things. Sexual right. abuse, nothing. Right. So the this is one of the biggest issues is all reports came from ex-members. So there was no really yeah. other witnesses. Like there was one guy who was in a custody battle with his, I'm assuming wife who was in the church. So like he claimed to witness things, but right. These are all ex-members. These are all people who I'm sure looked like from the outside, like people who were burned, like trying to get back yeah, to the church for right. being kicked out. So that it, it did create some issues. But these reports from these former members recall unruly spankings, beating children with sticks, and a mm. wooden paddle known as the helper, mm. fathering children with underage girls, some of them as young as 11, like making an 11 year old, the wife, obviously I don't oh think 11 year old produce a baby, but Unless she, yeah, marrying baby, and but. sexually abusing kids as young as 10, 11 years old. That is so gross. Yes. Um, he would make the children fight each other to prepare for like the end of the world battle. And if they didn't, they were beaten or starved. Oh my God. Can you imagine? No. Like I can't even like, that's just so sickening. Yep. I just don't understand, like, why? Why? Why not just... Control, power. I guess. And at the end of the day, he wants them to be scared of him. And yep. he wants them to obey. But it's like there's so many other things that these cult leaders could have done to get people to obey. Yeah. It's like a dog. Like, if you beat a dog... <laughs> That's going to bring me to my next point. But go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> 
But seriously, mm -hmm. if you beat a dog, the dog is going to be scared of you. But if you reward the dog for good behavior, the dog's going to be loyal to you. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, why not reward these children and people with good things? Yeah. Like, fucking give them a piece of candy or something. We'll get into that, too. Before. I don't fucking know. Like, yeah. why do you, you know well, what I mean? That's just it. It's like, if you, it's kind of like a work environment. If it you, is. If you are strict, but you reward your people, then they are going to be not just obedient they're gonna be loyal yeah and whereas if get you're their job done. constantly micromanaging constantly abusing your employees they're either going to leave or turn on you like right um or they're going to i don't know be depressed and have, live off a life so yeah but again it's the cult aspect mm. and it's that control and he will get into it so yeah. um wow. he started telling the children that they need to refer to their parents as dogs because he was the only father. So now we're going to start to see, like, the worst forms of narcissism and the confidence and back to you, Leos. Um, he got really creative with how to control people. Yeah. Um, so. And he was not sensitive whatsoever. No. It's, like, full-on sociopathic vibes. Like, he does not care. He's not emotional about it. and uh, Except for being, like, angry. But he's yeah. not, like... Oh, that hurts my heart to whoop this kid's ass. Right. Or, oh, it hurts my hurts my soul, you know, to break apart a family or to have the child called dad dog. Like, yeah, can you what? imagine? And not like D A W G dog or D O G G Snoop Dogg. D O double G. Like, yeah, like not like those kinds of dogs. Like, yeah, just you are there. a piece of shit. Yeah, no, we're talking about like a mutt. So wow, he would give the girls a plastic star of David to symbolize they had light and they were ready for sex with the leader, a.k.a. the Messiah. Um, women and men were strictly separated. There was, like, a sh really strict rule of celibacy, which is really ironic, but, like, are we surprised it's a cult? No. So Celibacy, unless you're having sex with, with David, me. a.k.a. God. Yes. Um, they... They, being David, mm -hmm. would discuss sex openly with the young girls, even in Bible lessons. So, mm. he was making it very known, like, what he wanted. Yeah. So, this Mount Carmel place that they're at mm. has no plumbing. Nope. No electricity. Nope. No heat and air. Nope. And if you Google pictures of it, it's a pretty big place. And we're and in the 90s, so they got the means to have all this shit. We're also in Texas, where yep. it is hot and, hot, and they're in the middle of nowhere. And at this point, I think at the, the largest, this group was somewhere around 100 people. Tons of kids running around. I mean, you yeah. can only imagine how gross this place was. Oh, so, God. Can you imagine the I mean, smell? They were using pots, Obviously, yeah. for the restroom, having to empty those every single day. It's just mm. this place. But this was a seed planted from day one by David. Because right. remember his followers, he basically forced them to sleep in these camps right. for two years. And he saw then, yeah. okay, if I can get them to do this in camps yeah. and not knowing where our next meal comes from, I've got this shit on lock. Yeah, I can get them to do anything. Yep. So... On top of all of these horrible mm. living conditions, they were, like, food-deprived, mainly because this group had, like, no money. Um, right. The only, I think the only people that were allowed to leave were people who were, like, going out to get groceries, and, like, they had to have income from somewhere. People and also, like, gave up their livelihoods for this group. Yeah, and correct me if I'm wrong. Like, people would go to grocery stores and, like, beg for food yes. or beg for money or even steal yeah too or like dumpster dive and yeah. stuff like that to get like food. this group was truly poor like even david yeah. himself is not like harvesting secret money anywhere no. and now these people gave up yeah all whatever their they shit had, but, but it was immediately put into the group um yeah so they were food deprived. Um, the girls were allowed. It's weird rules. So again, this is a really popular thing with cults is having very meticulous, odd rules. And again, it's a power thing. It's a control. It's a brainwashing tactic. And we read in that one, I forget which group it was. And it really made sense that if your brain is filled with 
you know, I've got walking on eggshells. I got to step right foot, left foot, right foot, left foot. Then right. you have no time to, to think process. about the, the abuse. You don't have no. time to think about running away. So it's just like second by second. Yes. David mm. basically did the same thing. So girls were allowed to sleep in as long as they wanted. Oh, sleep in. I would love that. Get your beauty rest. Boys, <laughs> however. Too. Yeah, I'm like, Especially yeah, recently. Done. Miss, I've been sleeping till 10 a.m. every day. Mm. Look at the skin. Okay. <laughs> so, boys had to get up at 5.30 for what they called gym, which included uh, marching, drilling with actual firearms, basically like a boot camp to prepare for the apocalypse. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, it sucks to be a boy. Wow. It sucks to be them. So, CPS. Yeah. Anytime CPS made these visits, obviously people cleaned up. Mm-hmm. And while everyone's told to be on their best behavior, these people are brainwashed. So these, right. most of the, I would venture to say most of these people somewhere still think that like what they're doing is okay. Yeah. They're also being told constantly that anything outside of their bubble is of the devil. If you go against it, your parents will die. Your friends will die. Everyone will die. We'll blow up. All these horrible things will happen if you believe these men. Like, these men are going to show up. They're going to look like nice people. And they're not. They're of the devil. They're here to destroy what we are working on. So, when when we say that, like, sometimes mm. these cult members are, like, forced, almost like a gun to their head. Right. It's like, you're going to find out that a lot of these people really actually were believed the shit. Yeah, or they really did have a gun to their head to believe yes. some of the stuff, too. Also, it was noted, because one of the biggest things when, like, CPS or some sort of institution um, inspects these cults or these compounds, yeah. is they look at the education level of the kids. Yeah. And none of these kids had any formal schooling. The oh, only gosh. thing they could discover was, like, Bible studies, but they all were seemingly well-educated. Wow. Like, they were kids that responded, well-dressed, clean, and they responded probably like any other normal child yeah. would. So yep. CPS was like, oh, well, no, it's fine. Like, yeah. they have this compound here, but yeah, well, they're, they're, they're fine. fine. So hmm. more on kind of what happens inside the group. It's kind of typical cult shit. Um, women wore long blouses. It was really modest. There was no makeup or jewelry. Celibacy was forced on everyone. Um, everyone was told where they could sleep, what they could eat. So some of the weird diet stuff, yeah. uh, no dairy or large amounts of eggs or, wow, I did not read Large amounts of eggs. <laughs> large amounts of fruits or vegetables were incorporated. So like yeah. you'd be lacking protein. Right. Cause you'd be eating all this other stuff. Right. Um, no sugar, no processed foods. Specifically, no milk, but because it's quote unquote baby's food and we're yeah. adults. So, wow. like, just weird. Like, weird little Really, things. like, these people weren't properly nourished at all. Mm -mm. So, um, many, he obviously do dove into like individual families, as we kind of have talked about, but there was lots of manipulation. Like, if a mother got too close to her child, more so than David. So, like, if mom felt close to kid, but kid didn't feel as close to David as he did mom, then David would say that there's a lack of discipline, or they're not disciplining enough, or rightfully, and he would give your child away to someone else. Yeah. So. Yeah, I remember, like, reading about him separating the children from the mothers. Yeah. And sometimes punishment, at least according to the ox members, was right. rape. Yeah. So that's awful. Yeah, that's sad. There was always public shamings. Anytime you did something wrong, meetings were constantly called to point you out, to shame you publicly, to embarrass you. Yeah, just yeah. awful. Um, again, teachings, hellfire, damnation. And he was getting more and more outrageous, uh, yeah. going obviously for a shock factor with all of this. Well, yeah, because it's all being allowed and nobody's yeah. like saying, no, you're going too far. So he's going to keep going. Right. Um, so whether it's CPS or who it is, who there was someone who was invited into the church and I believe it was Texas CPS or someone along those lines, but they would ask questions to the kids or to the members like, well, what would happen if you didn't do this stuff? Well, like what would happen? And all of their answers were always everyone dies, things blow up. Yeah. Lots of references to explosions. Yeah. So while like 
I get it, end of the world, it's post, it's Armageddon. They noted specifically they're talking about a lot of explosions, and so right. they speculated that this compound was booby-trapped because yep. that's all we're talking about. Yeah, that they had bombs. Yes. So because of this, this tipped off the ATF, yep. which is arson. No. No. Ar- shit. It's Armed like the tactical force. Armed tactical force. It stands force. for something else. I swear. Some okay, now I gotta Google this. Cause I, I was like armed I'm armed tactical force. ATF. It's something in firearms. Something, something to alcohol, tobacco, firearms. The Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms. What? Yeah. I thought it was armed tactical force. Well, that's another ATF. I'm a so, No. I had to Google it, too, because that's what oh. I thought, and I just wanted to be sure. So, Alcohol, but, tobacco, and firearms. Bureau of, yes. Oh, Bureau. Alco- Bureau Wait. of. Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms. So they're part of, like, the regulation. Okay. But with all the these tips, and, and keep in mind, too, this is something I forgot to mention, David and the members are stockpiling firearms right. and ammo, and yeah. they are aware of this. Now right. We're in Texas. That's where all the money is going. Yes, but we're talking like more than necessary, and so yes. this tips off the ATF, um, and they decide to plan a siege of Waco. Yep. Specifically regarding all the guns, the guns. and ammunition and other potential weapons. So. Yeah. They planned it for February 28th, 1993. Best year. Other than this. Best year. <laughs> She's so dumb. Um, so a gun battle breaks out uh, between the ATF and the Waco members. It mm. kills four ATF agents and six Branch Davidians. Mm-hmm. Shortly after this happens, they realize, okay, we've got a situation on our hands, and the FBI comes in and is like, we're taking over this situation. Yeah. Which was kind of an issue. It's not that the ATF was really on their side, but ATF, I felt like, was trying to go about it as peacefully as possible, even though it didn't right. end well. Mm-mm. FBI was like, we're coming in guns blazing. Like, we don't care. Yes. So they finally, because again, no electricity, they somehow wire this phone to David. Yeah. And they finally have contact with David. And the negotiations begin. So David tells them, I need time to write these letters from God. Right. And they're kind of like, bullshit. We know you're stockpiling weapons. We know there's kids and we know there's abuse. Like, we know all this stuff. Like, come out. And and so David's like, no. So there's 754 calls exchanged. I don't even think I make that many phone calls in a year. Yes. Like, wasted time. Well, speaking of time, this siege lasts 51 days. Right. Almost two months. Yeah. So, as you can imagine... Unbelievable. Um, things inside the compound aren't good. Like, no. if you walk outside to, let's say, clean your pot, like, you are at risk of... If, if you're an insider, I'm sure in your mind you're thinking, I'm at risk of these Dying. hellions. Yeah. Uh, basically, like, the Satan coming to capture us. Or you're scared of being sieged or dying, and then... You're, but from like the police perspective, they're trying to be calm. They know these people are highly armed. They're expecting ex- explosives. And so it's like, it's really tough. It's very, very high stress. <clears throat> very I mean, high stress. On both <clears throat> ends. Because at the end of the day, the people that are in there are brainwashed and they don't understand. Yeah, they, what's they just going want the FBI on. to leave. Yeah. And then the FBI is like, no, like we want to help these innocent people, but we need these weapons. Right. And also keep in mind, we're talking about almost two months. We're talking about people whose food and water and everything was already restricted. Yeah. That shit's going bye-bye real fast. Right. So people are losing their freaking minds. Yeah. Um, David at one point says over the phone, um, that, again, if you guys will just go away, we'll surrender after I write my letters. He wants all of these negotiations, and the FBI is not having it. No. They are like, no, not having it. We're not negotiating with, no. and, you know, that's them thinking that he's yeah. like a terrorist in some way. 
And they're not going to negotiate yes. with terrorists. Exactly. So at this point, FBI does consider this a hostage crisis. Mm. And they bring in the tanks, the helicopters, the everything. Oh. And they, they, so they have these tanks with the, the thing, the big thing that pushes like through walls. Right. What am I thinking? Of? I don't like know what it's called. But okay. I know what you're talking about. Hey. So, <laughs> no. So they plow through the door. They send mm. tear gas all throughout this compound. Yep. Um, they, let's see, their gunfire is going off. David has suffered from a serious gun wound injury. Um, bop, 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 bop. So, oh, this is the bad part. Um, not that all of this other shit wasn't bad, but April 19th, uh, 1993, it, that's when it was officially approved for FBI to raid the compound, hence, you know, the tear all gas, all that. So it's CS yeah. gas. Um, People inside can't breathe. They feel like they're on fire. They can't yep. see. Um, they like overloaded these people yeah. with tear gas. Right. Um, during this time, the compound has caught fire and it is speculated how this happened. Again, we already were speculating explosives inside, but it doesn't matter at this point. The whole place is on fire. So they right. wait. Well, one, they think, okay, the tear gas is going to send people out. Right. It doesn't. Mm -mm. Then the place catches on fire. They think, this will send people out. It nope. does not. All the while, David is contacting Waco police or some local police saying, if you get the FBI out of here and let us exit peacefully, we will exit. I thought that was interesting. Um, that went on deaf ears. I think. Well, and I think it's because it had been almost two months. Yeah. Two months of him bullshitting the authorities. And so they're like, no, absolutely yeah. not. We are at our wits end. Yeah. We want the weapons. We don't want anyone else to die. And at the end of the day, we will pump this place full yeah. of gas. And by him calling, saying yet another negotiation, they're like, no, no we're not, you we're not talking with it. Yeah. You, you had, had two time. months. You had two months to, to do this, to exit. Yeah. And you didn't. So um, there was also unknowing to the FBI at this point, like people are getting shot on the inside, including yeah. children. But yeah. there were also secret bunkers inside yeah. of the compound for the apocalypse situations. And there were... Specifically, women and children who were yeah. barricaded inside, unable to escape. Because of the fire. Because of the fire, because of the tear gas, because of everything that's happening. Um, and I think it's one thing... Sorry to interrupt you. Right. I think it's one thing to note. David would not let these people leave. And his members, like the forcible men with the guns, would not let these people leave. Right. Like, they would try to leave, or they would want to leave, and they wouldn't They wouldn't let them leave. Right. Um, it was just an awful call all around. Um, so many things could have been handled differently. differently. Yeah. In the end, 76 branch members... And 21 of them being under the age of 16 mm. perished. David, um, who at the time that this happened is 33 years old, dies of a gunshot wound to the head. Yeah. In the, in the chapel. So it's speculated he either killed himself. He also had a, like a right-hand man. Yeah. Who it speculated. He shot him. Shot him either because out of like frustration or yeah. David said, shoot, shoot me. me. Uh, but this person also Dying. commit suicide. Yeah. Um, so of the 76 people, 20 people, including five kids, wait, 20 people, 20 people of those 20 people, five kids under the age of 14 had been shot. Mm -hmm. So that is strictly from FBI agents, not from within the compound. How do they know that though? Um, because of the bullet trajectory. They were, FBI were, like, shooting up the place. Got it. Yeah. So, I know this is a movie. I know this is a movie. But if you watch the Wake Waco docuseries on Netflix, Netflix. it gives you yeah. a great portrayal of all of the reports. Like, they did a fantastic... I was, like, sobbing. They did a fantastic job of explaining, like, where the FBI also kind of went overboard. Um, but because of bullet trajectory, because... These people really did 
think that there was going to be a second coming, that what they were doing was right. right. Like they were holding people hostage. Yes. But for the sake of, you can't go against God. Yeah. So they weren't like necessarily killing their own people. I mean, there were some people that there were, yeah, there were people who wanted to leave, but those weren't the people getting shot. Mm -hmm. Um, at least not according to like everything. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. 20 people again were shot. There was one child who had been under the age of three who had been stabbed in the chest. (gasps) Oh Um, my God. So whether that be from a parent trying to like just get it over with. Because they didn't want the child to suffer. They didn't want the child to suffer. But it's also could be speculated because of the raid and things are falling. Things are crumbling. Things are just like, guys, this was chaos. Like total chaos. It Mm. is Please just go watch the Netflix docuseries. It, the portrayal yeah. is spot on of it everything is. that you read. It's so good. Okay. So fast forward to kind of modern day. Um, fun fact. Not fun fact. Terrible fact. Um, <laughs> scratch that. We're not being insensitive. Okay. OKC, the OKC bombers mm-hmm. cited that the Waco siege was an inspiration for their attack on April 19th, 1995, Shut the two-year anniversary, anniversary of Waco. That's sick. Those yeah. are some sick fuckers. Yeah. So, city bomber. Mm. actions, this, we kind of just covered this, but just to kind of wrap it up, actions taken against the group by the FBI have been widely criticized. Yeah. Like, it is, it's... It, it's kind of gross. Yeah. Um, as extreme and unwarranted. And while this process did take a long time and they were sick of David Koresh's, like they argued that you could have done other more productive things in those 51 days. Yeah. What the fuck? Um, like why? I'm sorry. All they had to do was after a couple of days, throw the tear gas in then, you know what wait, I mean? Like and just wait. wait. Yeah. Like, like just wait it out. Wait. You don't have to shoot them out. You don't have to do all that And they bullshit. unleashed. Right. They unleashed. Right. And so if they would have just done that, people, some people would have laughed. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, they could have gone about this so many different ways. And, yeah. you know, they didn't. They could have gone into the place I mean, yeah, it would have been like a gunfire situation or a shootout situation, but they could have gone into the place and tried to capture, you know, David Crush. Just something. Um, so or they a- could have, like, sorry, waited down the street, and when people leave, you fucking, you kidnap them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Send or undercover like, people in to join the group. Right. Like, that was one of my thoughts. Is- yeah. Like, why didn't they even think about that? I don't know. It's so I, I really feel like this goes back to the ATF felt like they had this under wraps, and when the FBI stood in, it was like a big dick competition once again. Again, another big dick shit done. There was also something about a note was passed like that was from David to the person in charge with a, a negotiation, and it went ignored. Like, there's just a lot of questions, but... Wow. Here's a few of them. Who started the fire? Obviously, we could blame it on the compound. We could blame it by accident because of all the fucking CS gas that was released. With the bullets and The bullets everything. and everything else. Or um, an FBI tactic. That they're like, could've we'll been. blow up this portion of the, of the building to start pushing people outwards. Mm-hmm. The next is the, the question of who shot first. Because when the gunfire yeah. broke out, that's ultimately what like just started the chaos. And the FBI said that the compound shot first. Right. That's why they, because they and felt that's why they, retaliated. they didn't want anybody else dying that was part of the authorities. Right. Um, also, this was a huge thing that also came from, like, ex-members, like, people who weren't about the church anymore. But they said, you know, people were always, like, going outside. Like, obviously, they were trying to be self-sustainable, but... They were kind of out, like, in a country area. David frequently left to go on jogs. And they're like, why didn't you just... Kidnap him. Take him. Capture him then. Yeah. Like, and then all of this could have... We could have at least started to tear tear down the walls. So there's a lot of questions as to the tactics. But it it all kind of came down to, like, a prejudice against the group. Which also was warranted. Because, like, we're talking about abused kids. Yeah. Like... I mean, that just... It's just so crazy. It could have been handled... So many different ways. Yeah. So David, David's body uh, was buried in the Last Supper section of a cemetery in Tyler, Texas. What the hell? Crazy. Um, nine Davidians managed to escape the fire that day, 
and the group has actually not completely dissolved. Mm-mm. So uh, this was as of 2013, the article that I was reading. Right. The new name is called Branch. Guys, another name. Drink every time you hear a name. Um, the new name is called Branch, comma, the Lord of, or the Lord our righteousness. And the compound is in Waco. Of course it is. Yep. And these people do believe that David Crush will rise from the dead to lead again. Sad. And their only regret is, quote, God didn't serve them better. What the fuck? You know, it's like you've got to sympathize with idiocracy some sort oh, of sure. way because well, it, some they're of brainwashed. These, they're brainwashed. And some of these people were born into this church, yes. right? So it's like, I don't even want to call it a church. They were born into this compound. So they don't know any better. No. But then it's like, it's 2022. Like, you should know better. There's a fucking Netflix documentary. There's movies. There's so many documentaries about this shit. Like, but even look at, like, look at, and and this isn't like my, I'm playing Deadful's advocate here, but like, even look at the Christian church and you have so many branches that believe so many different things. Like some of them think that if you're even friends with a gay person, you're doing you're gonna, to hell. Yeah, and some of burn. them embrace all forms of love. It doesn't matter. But then you look at some, like you walk into some churches where people are fully armed, where they preach about, you know, the second amendment. And then there's other, like there's so much um, division, so much division and yeah. so much like we're going to do things our way and we're going to handle life. And so then yeah. you take these people who they're deserted. Like, they are yeah. completely secluded from society. They yeah. f- fully believe these are whole, like, the sky is the Messiah. And if the if you truly believe the apocalypse was coming and anybody that approached your door is a bad person, like, you're going to be scared to leave, too. Yeah, um, you're going to be terrified. And, like, one of the things, like, the Bible says is that you shouldn't be scared. You shouldn't live your life in fear. And so if they believe in anything from God, like... Wouldn't you think that they would believe in, like, that? And it's like they're living their life in or fear. Or just peacekeeping. But yeah. I think it was instilled in them that they would die. Like, yeah. they made that very clear. Yeah. And also, throughout this whole... I mean, I don't want to speak for, like, all these members, but I read so many interviews from, obviously, before Previous the members. siege yeah. that were like, we love David. David's a great guy. The kids loved him. The kids called him father. Now, granted, take it with a grain of salt. Could be brainwashed, but it could. Mm. I mean, there's still some truth to being brainwashed. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's cults are just so fascinating and how they fully take over someone's life, your life. But I, I mean, it's kind of like, in my opinion, it's like any addiction. Yeah, you know, you get addicted to coffee, you get addicted to a person, right? And there's just no wrong with it. You can't see how it destroys you. Only people from the outside can see it, right? So, God. it's such a great story, though. So good, guys. Um, again, I'm going to say it for the last time. <laughs> Go watch the Netflix yes. docu-series. I wanted yeah. to watch it all over again after this. So good. Like, down to the actors. They yes, nailed it. They fucking they nailed, it. nailed it. And they that did. was my first time. I had obviously heard of the Waco cult. Like, yeah. I had heard of... Yeah. That was my first time, like, yeah. seeing the story. And my yeah. mind was blown yeah i was like whoa this is the worst thing to ever happen such a good story these people i mean at least the members for the most part there were so many innocent people who just wanted to like do the right thing yeah obviously the kids but that final shootout like you just want to like you're like what the fuck and i i want to say too like at the end of that uh netflix docuseries you like you feel so bad for the atf agents because they're like no we were making headway like no we Mm -hmm. were invited in like no we had this connection we were going somewhere they trusted us yeah and then boom fbi gets there and they're like nope we're gonna take over which i get it like it had been two months so i get there's a jurisdiction thing too yeah again a bigger dick contest this whole fucking story that's what the story should be called episode 46 bigger dick contest (laughs) that's it that's it but the thumbnails can have little penises everywhere yeah little penis emojis or eggplant you know whatever but seriously 
Like, it's just so wild. It's so wild. And it's so sad. Guys, the moral of the story is just don't join a cult. Don't I hate to victim blame. Unless but it's our cult. Unless it's Only ours. join the Something Sinister but podcast listen, cult. I'm not going to make you have sex no. with me. Mm-mm. I'm going to make you have sex with Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to make you give us your money. And that way you can fully support the podcast. And we don't have to work. All we have to do work-wise is this. That's that sounds cult. like a great deal for us. That's so if you want to join deal. our cult, head over to our Patreon. <laughs> um, but that's it for today. So yes. thank you to our Patreon members, guys. We are going to the podcast movement next month. Woo! Next oh month. God. <laughs> it's literally like a month away. Yeah, It's crazy. Like a month and a week away. So I know you're sick of hearing us beg for money, but we just have to do it. So yeah. like not everyone listens to every single episode, but... You can support the podcast through our Patreon. Uh, we've got PayPal. PayPal. Uh, we've got, you can send us checks in the mail. <laughs> merch. Merch. So go to somethingsinisterpodcast.com. If you want to start your own podcast, let us know. Let us know. We're going to send you a link. You'll get an Amazon gift card when you sign up on Buzzsprout. They're and the best. if you're local, August 10th, we oh, are hosting yeah! a second. I I know. We are hosting a second trivia night in Branson, Missouri at St. Cities. So please come and support your girls. So again, if you're local to the tri-state area, um, come hang out. August 10th, St. Cities, 8 to 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. We will be hosting our second trivia night. And let me just say, we fucking killed it. Oh, my God. We... Trivia night was so fun. Yeah, we even got the sports people involved. We did. There were people there that were there for the hockey game, for the families, for the baseball game, and they all came and hung out and played, and it was so much fun. So we're doing it again, doing it again, and we're gonna definitely add it to our resume. Yeah, professional trivia hosts. Yeah, honestly, it was a blast. I had so much fun. Yeah, and you know, we will definitely travel to do trivia night. You've just got to fly us out, and the establishment has to pay us. Yeah. So it's that simple, guys. It's that simple. It's so that if easy. you want us to come to Florida, Hawaii, California, Colorado, Australia, wherever, yeah, wherever, Spain, Israel, let us know. Yeah, right. We might Tokyo present in Israel, but uh, we'll try it. We'll yes. Try it. Okay. So, well, guys, thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Don't join a cult. Unless it's ours. Stay sinister. Bye.